Hello friends, before we get started, I have three new five-star reviews to read to you from lovely iTunes. Or do they call it iTunes anymore? It's a podcast app on iTunes of Apple. Here's three five-star reviews. Uh, the first one, sent last Monday, Emma Norris, five stars, Isolation Station. I found this podcast after years of loving your... St- uh, I found, I just found the, I can read, I can read. I'm not doing it over. I can read. I just found the podcast after loving your stand-up for years. Thanks for keeping us entertained during quarantine. P.S. Everyone needs to go watch Modern Mail. Yes, you do. Go watch Modern Mail. It's the new hour up on YouTube. Watch it. Enjoy it. Share it. And, you know, be merry. Here's another five-star review. Uh, last Wednesday from Steeler Fan 53081. We're going to talk about the Steelers today. We had a uh, we had a draft. This guy's name is Brett Martinez. He writes, Five stars, best quarantine podcast. I've been a fan ever since I saw you at the Tacoma Comedy Club a few years ago, opening for someone who was not as funny because I can't remember who that headliner was. I think it was Christopher Titus. Uh, I can I don't remember who the headliner was, but I, I can tell you it was definitely not Christopher Titus. I've never opened for him. And if it was him, you would have thought he was a killer, because that guy is a killer. He, he's he been posting a bunch of his hours on YouTube, so go go watch those, too, after you watch Modern Mail. Uh, but he goes on to say, um, I love your comedy and love your podcast and the YouTube channel. Keep the funny, even in these dark times that we are now in. There is a light at the end of the tunnel of this COVID. There is a light at the at the end of this COVID-19 tunnel. And hope to see you in Tacoma, Washington, sooner than later. Yours truly, Brett Martinez. Thank you, Brett. And uh, why do I suck at reading today? Maybe I've always been bad at reading. You know, I've, I've never liked reading out loud. That's something that maybe we should cover that. Maybe I should talk about that. Reading aloud. I'm, I'm writing it down as I'm saying it. All right? All right. I think that's all the updates I have. Oh, I started a new membership program on YouTube. It's uh, it's like Patreon. It's like, uh, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's like Netflix. There's different tiers, uh, so you can uh, support me as a content creator. It's so weird to say that. I used to be a comedian, but comedian is illegal now, so now I'm a content creator. Uh, and if you want to support me in my endeavors, go to YouTube and subscribe to my page, Old Hand Kansas. And then there's uh, three different tiers you can sign up for. One's $2 a month, the other one's $4 a month, and the last one's $10 a month. And I'm surprised how many people have signed up already for all of these, especially the $10 a month one. Um, each level has different perks as far as extras that the regular public doesn't get. Uh, go check those out and sign up today. That was a decent sales pitch. I'm, I'm actually half proud of myself. All right, let's get to it. It's Monday. We're getting it. Hit the music. This week in And action. Good. I've done my clapboard for the video. We're going to sync that up beautifully in post. What am I talking about? There's no post. Let's get into it. Welcome. It's, uh, it's a beautiful Monday. Is it afternoon? It is afternoon. It's 1 p.m. Getting this day started late. Um, it's uh, it's episode 289. Welcome to This Week in Zoltan. I'm sitting here in my living room. I got the window shut. The fan is off because I don't want the audio to get a miffed. I want quality audio streaming out of my face into a microphone 
into a, a laptop that I sync in with video. Oh boy, what a procedure. Uh, it's hot. If you're in a part of the country that's not hot, I'm sorry, but it's hot here. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. We don't have any clouds. It's just sun. UV rays pouring in, killing the virus, along with the bleach I've injected. It's purely a presidential recommendation. That's how he said it. That's how I took it. And, and I'm doing great. Everything's, uh, everything's cleared up. I feel like I have to give a disclaimer now so I don't get sued. Don't do that. But anyway, uh, it's beautiful out here. And if you're in a part of the country where it sucks right now, weather-wise, I apologize. And uh, I, I hope it gets better. I hope... Uh, that's the downside of living in San Diego is our weather is so amazing, but we can't really talk about it until the summer months because everyone else is like freezing, flooding, tornadoing, hurricaning, uh, what else is there? Locusting. There, there could be mayhem going on in other parts of the country or even the world. And so us Southern Californians have to shut our traps about us, you know, getting some good vitamin D from the sun, getting into our pores and making us happy about things that shouldn't even make us happy. But we feel good because the endorphins are released from photosynthesis and sun rays and uh, a little bit of sunscreen that gets into your skin so the uh, all the uv rays don't and you don't get weird moles but we got to shut up about them you know every once in a while we'll have like a uh, you know we'll have like a gorgeous winter day where it's 90 degrees and you're out there in your bikinis showing off your good and plenties and then you go on social media and you're like hey having a great time at the beach it's like 90 i'm getting a tan it's january and then someone in Chicago is like, that's not funny. My dog froze to death. All right, quit posting about your weather. And you're like, oh, oh, all right. Uh, you know, I was just trying to talk about my good day. So that's what it's like, you know. In Southern California, we're in weather purgatory. In the sense that we can't uh, boast about it as much as it's great because everyone doesn't have it so good. So I hope the weather is great wherever you are. And if it's not, just keep waiting. Summertime's coming. It's coming. It's around the corner. We're already into April. It is April 27th, right? We get to pay our rent again. We haven't been paid proper paychecks. I haven't. Did you guys sign up for unemployment? It's not as easy for me. Uh, so, you know, just whatever. Shut up about it. I got good sun. That's making me not worry about the rent is that even if I don't have a place to live, which I'll be fine, but even if I don't have a place to live, uh, if I do have to go outside, you know, I'll get I'll get a pretty sweet tan going. I got notes here. I did a bunch of stuff. I, I'm recording the podcast late today because I had to go buy a light bulb for this light. Usually I have this lamp behind me, but I keep it in front of me for a good light source for the video. And uh, this thing burnt out on me last week. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't even bother to look at the light bulb. I went to go to the store and bought two light bulbs. Then I actually looked at the lamp my mom got me this thing and it's not a regular light bulb it's a light bulb I've never seen before I'm gonna go grab it to show our video audience here okay I about bought two of them what oh this is the old one well I guess the old one's still good gets the point across or no this is the other new one this doesn't even look like the other one that I got 
Alright, well, I had to go buy two of them because I was informed that they don't make these anymore. Check that out. Apparently, these are, like, illegal now or they don't make them anymore because of California. That's all she said. I don't know what that means. When you live in California, sometimes, like, things just become illegal. You know? Like, there was a time when we used to have plastic bags and then they changed it and now we have, uh, they made thicker plastic bags but they cost 10 cents. And if you didn't bring your own, then someone with a handkerchief would give you a dirty look. Um, but now, because of the coronavirus, the regular, they can't charge for plastic bags anymore. And the regular old plastic bags, the ones that uh, kill, like, kill whales, they're back. So it's a, it, I, what's the point of all that? I don't know. I had to go buy this light bulb. And as soon as, I, leave it to a mom uh, to get me a lamp. That has some wacky light bulb. And by the way, who am I? I'm over here getting a free lamp when I moved into this dump. And I'm over here <laughs> giving my mom a hard time because she bought a lamp with a weird light bulb. I bet you she didn't even look at this light bulb. She was just trying to do her son a favor and get him started in his new place. And what am I doing? I'm complaining about a light bulb. But look at this thing. Where am I supposed to find this? I had to go to a specialty light bulb store. A store, a mom and pop shop where they got random light bulbs that you can't find this at Rite Aid you're gonna walk into a Home Depot and go excuse me do you have no they don't they have regular light bulbs that's what they got but instead I had to get this one from the future or actually the past this looks like the coil that Tesla made because that's the only one that I got for this lamp and apparently it's illegal so this is like contraband in the state of California this is like if I went outside covered in plastic bags which might be state regulation at this point for the coronavirus but, um, but you know, it's like if I went outside covered in plastic bags before all this. This is, this is like a, a level one narcotic <laughs> is what I'm holding in my hands as far as the state of California goes. But I got two of them. Apparently, these are the last couple made. Once these two burn out, I mean, the last one stuck around for like two years. But once these two burn out, I'm going to have to go on the black market. I'm going to have to go find a guy in an alley. He's going to go have to knock on another guy's door in the alley. They're going to come out. There's going to be a business deal. I'm going to exchange cash for something in a brown paper bag. I'm going to get home, hope it's the light bulbs, and then turn out, nope, it's just regular crack cocaine, which is also what I was trying to purchase. This Keurig coffee's hitting me pretty good. Some days the Keurig's not doing it. I'm trying to switch. I want to switch over to the French press. But I'm such a patriot that it's it's hard. You know, if they could come out with something called the Freedom Press, I'd be all in. Although, how patriotic am I? I'm using a Keurig. Which, what's that, a Swedish word? It's got the letter with the dots over it. I got some in the Swedes, you know. What am I talking about? This is I had notes. I had a wonderful weekend. That's what I'm trying to get into. I had a wonderful weekend uh, where I tried to go do activities... Emma and I went out there, we tried to go do uh, some uh, beach activities because I heard a rumbling, I heard a rumor that they were going to open the beaches up on Monday, which is today. But I was like, well, if they're going to open them up on Monday, how stiff are these regulations going to be on Saturday? It's before the Monday, yeah. Like, what are they going to do? Like, hey, the beach isn't open. I'll be like, yeah, you're opening it on Monday, what's the difference? Just forget you don't see us. Is there some difference between how contagious the virus is on Saturday than on Monday? 
I'm not going to run around the beach high-fiving people, begging people to catch a frisbee that I'm chucking. I, I just want to go sunbathing and, you know, work on this, uh, this tan for my fair, fair skin. That's all I'm trying to do here. So we show up. We went. I went to a hidden beach. And I know, I, uh, by the way, I'm a total hypocrite. I, I know that I posted all those videos. You should stay inside. And you should. You guys should all stay inside. But can I go? That's all. I'm a total hypocrite. Everybody stay inside, protect the elderly, lockdown rules. But then if everyone stays home, that means I can go, right? That means there's not that many people out there. That means I can go. That's, that's how it works. I have a face mask that I wear when I go to the grocery store because there's a lot of people there and there's a lot of germs in there. And we want to keep the virus out of my orifices, so I wear the mask. But when I go on a midnight run down the street, and get my couple miles in of jogging, I'm not wearing the mask. There's nobody else out there. So that's what I mean. Close the beach, close the park, but let me go. We can go on a rotation. Everyone can get like uh, two hours a week to go enjoy a park, and we put it on a rotation. Maybe we break it up with our social security numbers. Everyone who has a social security number ending in seven gets to go to the beach Saturday for an hour, from uh, for two hours, from 10 to noon. And then from noon to two, everyone whose social security numbers end with six, you get to go. And then we just keep cycling through and keep spacing it out. And then I think, I think we can make this happen. I'm still running for office, by the way. I posted that video yesterday that I'm running for president. Uh, legally, I can't. I wasn't born in this country. But, you know, emotionally and spiritually, I'm running for president. Biden's got no shot against me, and neither does Trump, let's be honest. Those two old farts, they got nothing on this young gun over here. <laughs> I haven't said old farts in so long. That's not even offensive to anybody. We all fart, they're just old about it, you know? It's spread out evenly. But yeah, we tried to uh, we tried to go sneak on a beach. That's what we did. I went over to Windensea, over in La Jolla, and there's like a couple, you drive through the rich neighborhood, and there's a couple entrances into the park, like between mansions. They got a little dirt road, a little patch. And I'm like, they're not going to patrol that. First of all, those richies pay a lot in taxes. I doubt the beach is close for them. And if I go through the little dirt path, well, how do they know that I'm not rich? You know? I'm not, why? Because I'm not wearing Louis Vuitton uh, swim shorts? They don't even make those, I don't think. And if you did wear them, the rest of the neighborhood would be like, mm, that's new money. That's not respected old money here in La Jolla. That's new. That guy just hit the lotto. He ain't nothing. He's Kathy Bates and Titanic. Don't sit with that woman. So we're driving through, and I parked the car. And I didn't realize it till I parked my car on a street with Teslas and BMWs and Lexuses and Mercedes and uh, Maseratis and Ferraris and Lamborghinis and whatnots, but I'm sticking out like a sore thumb. My 2019 Honda Fit, granted it's a new car, it's only a year old, it's only got 14,000 miles on it, but you park a, a Honda Fit, no matter how new it is, on a block with Teslas and Maseratis and BMW 5000 series 2.0s or whatever they're called. Um, that's the, you're gonna stick out. Anytime you're driving a car 
that doesn't have like uh, numbers with decimal places in the name of the model, you got to get at it. Like they're going to know. They're going to know you don't belong here. You need an exotic name or initials on the back of your car followed by like a 2.0 or an 800 series or like, uh, you know, uh, the square root of pi. Put like a math equation in the back, 3.14, something. Or a degree sign, one eight, I don't know, something. And there I am with my little Honda Fit, and I turn to Emma, and I'm like, I feel like I feel like they know we don't live here. And she goes, you think? And I'm like, I'm already nervous. Now I'm already nervous. They're going to tow me out of here. They're going to think like one of the housekeepers didn't leave after they said they were going to leave, and they're going to tow my car. So then we get my, I get my little bag, and I go up to this little beach entrance alley. It's taped off. There's like, don't do it tape. You know, like the murder scene tape the cops put up. But it's just one little strip. It's not sturdy enough to keep me out of anywhere. I could jump it. I could go under it. I could just tear it like the Hulk does a t-shirt before a pro wrestling match. This stuff's not stopping me. But as I'm approaching it, a cop drives by. I don't know. There's no cops in rich neighborhoods. If you've ever been in a rich neighborhood, there's no police. Those richies have their own private security. They don't need regular city cops strolling through that's for the rest of us peons that's for us peasants that's who we need the cops for but the richies they have their own militias wearing uh wearing uniforms with like the family crest on their chest so everyone knows which family they're protecting which clan they are defending and then this cop drives by and i'm like i i can't do it and emma's like you can't do it i'm like i got we got to get out of here so what we ended up doing Hopped in the Honda Fit, drove through, uh, you know, the seas of Maseratis and Teslas and uh, whatever else, you know, cars that you can't pronounce. By the way, can I say the Maserati? The logo's a little, uh, it's a little aggressive. It's a trident. It's like the, uh, bring it down a notch. We get it. You have money. But why are you also threatening to impale me with a a trident? I'm going to move over on the freeway. You can obviously do 150 miles an hour. My Honda Fit paces out at about 80. I'll move over out of the fast lane so you can zip by with your trident. You don't need to threaten my life. Besides the point, we go and drive to Balboa Park. Balboa Park is open. And we have a wonderful day. I've never sunbathed at the park. That's a beach activity, you know? The only people that sunbathe at the park are like people who live in New York City where there is no body of water that isn't horribly poisonous so they have to go to like central park and set up a blanket but yeah we went to balboa park i threw the towel out there threw on some sunscreen all the sunscreen for me and we hung out for a couple hours got some sun there was nobody around a couple joggers came by but other than that nobody came by we did some acro yoga we were those people we were those people just doing that's when like it's like couples yoga where like there's like a dude on the bottom and I just like juggle uh, a girl with my feet. That's what acro yoga is. So Emma and I did that. I think that's a technical term. I'm juggling her with my feet. That's what it felt like anyway. Um, we had a wonderful day. And then after that, we came back here to the compound. And my best friend Dane and his uh, his lady friend, we had a wonderful barbecue. And I have a chimeneria out there. Chimenea. I think is how you say it. It's a thing you can throw fire in. It's like a small chimney. Lived here for three years, never used it. Finally used it. We had a wonderful time. Made salmon. 
We had those fake uh, sausages, those Beyond Meat sausages. Tastes like sausage to me. I heard it's poisonous for you, but, you know, I couldn't tell. If they made bleach taste like that, I would, uh, you know, and everyone was like, this will cure the coronavirus. Put it in a piece of sausage. Treat me like a dog. I'll choke it down. Um, we had a wonderful night. White Claws, perfect summertime drink. I've always defended the White Claw, by the way. I've always been a big proponent of the White Claw. If there's anyone watching going, ooh, White Claw is a real girly drink. No, it's not. It's a real manly drink, okay? You know what's not a manly drink? Your, uh, your 11% IPA beers. How many of those are you having? Two until you get a little gassy, and then you got to go home and toot while you sit in the fetal position until you fall asleep. What's manly about that? You know what's manly? Having 18 White Claws and still maintaining steady hands and maybe a couple burps here and there, but you're not leaving. It's only 100 calories a can. And you're keeping cool and hydrating yourself. I think that last part might be a lie, but I've already said it. White claws are manly. And the only people that say they're not are pot-bellied, hefty people that love a dark, thick IPA. And they gotta go home after two of them because they got the bubble guts. And it's a uh, that uh, uh, that might only happen to me, but that was me. IPAs were never the hangout beer for me. I can have an IPA with like a dinner. I can have one. I can have two, three. I gotta run to the bathroom, and it is not a number one. It's a situation. What are they putting in those IPAs? I don't know what it is, but whatever it isn't is what they put in White Claw. Just a good time in a can. I don't know. I just got freaked out. I thought there was a shadow. It's nothing. <laughs> I'm on one today. I'm pumped. I think that's what it is. I had a wonderful weekend. My heavy bag showed up. That was uh, that was the that's what capped off the weekend to be beautiful. I ordered a. If you don't know, I love boxing. It's my favorite exercise. It's the only exercise I like doing. Every other exercise I do. I'll do it because I just want to fit into my pants. But the one exercise that I love doing and look forward to doing is boxing. I started doing it about three years ago. And for some of you that have noticed, I've lost a lot of weight. It's because of boxing and changing my diet has also helped immensely. But boxing every day, hell of a calorie burner. And because of the stupid COVID, coronavirus, uh, what have you, um, it's taken two things away from me that I love doing. One is stand-up comedy. I can't go on stage anymore, so now I sit in my living room and talk to myself more than I used to. And two, they took my boxing class away. Uh, I, I was, I'm signed up over here at BoxFit in North Park. It's my favorite gym. I loved, I've, I've been going to that gym since before he even opened the gym. He used to have classes at the park. I used to go to those, and then he opened like an actual facility. And I'm a big fan, and I can't go to that. So I'm like, well, this is ridiculous. I'm ordering a heavy bag. The first heavy bag I ordered was over a month ago when all this started. Like, the beginning of March, I ordered a heavy bag. And, like, four weeks later, they kept delaying the shipment. They're like, oh, because of COVID, it's going to take this amount of time, this amount of time. Until they finally quit, and they just said, here's your refund. We can't get it to you. Depressed, sad, bummed out. I know, first world problem. Definitely. But then I ordered the second heavy bag, and they're like, we'll get it to you in three weeks. And I'm like, here we go. I expected the same thing, you know? 
They're going to ride me out and then eventually just give me my money back. But no. They said, hey, we shipped it out. It's showing up on Monday. Wrong. It showed up Saturday. They beat their own estimation. I came home like a kid on Christmas morning. I was in pajamas. I put on pajamas so I could be extra excited about it like a kid on Christmas morning. I opened up this box and my friend Dane helped me help me like you know screw it up into the ceiling outside what's well, outside we hung it off this facade and i got a boxing bag outside like a man like a man who drinks white claw <laughs> so that's gonna be my training regimen i'll just be out there hitting the heavy bag outside like rocky balboa sipping on some claws enjoying uh you know the apocalypse because that's what's happening right now <laughs> I don't know when things are going to get back. I did hear a rumor, uh, speaking of comedy clubs, that some comedy clubs are starting to open in May. So, and that's like in four days. That's it's April 27th now. So, in a, in a week or two, some clubs, some, are going to start opening up and they're going to try to run at 30% capacity. So, I guess what the idea is is that they're going to try to have everybody spaced out. No one's going to sit with people they don't know, and it's going to be totally spaced out. I don't know how that's going to work. Because I miss stand-up, I'm very interested in... I hope it works out, and I want to do it. There's the nitpicky side of me that goes, if we can't go back to the way we used to do it, I don't want to do it. And that's just me being stubborn. That's just me going, well, I like it this way, and I want it done this way. But for comedy, you don't want, like, that's exactly what you don't want. You don't want to play to a room that's only a third full. And if you do have to play to a room that's only a third full, you want everyone seated together, clumped together, because the energy feeds off each other. The audience feeds off each other. One of the worst setups you could have for comedy is an empty room with sporadic people, like spaced out people that aren't even sitting together because they don't they don't gel. They don't become one. You're almost like performing for each table, it almost feels like, instead of a crowd in unison. It's hard to get a rhythm going. It's hard to get a flow. And I know that's sounding extra picky, while we're in a global pandemic, like they're actually trying to find a way to adapt to the situation. And I'm over here going, yeah, but the vibe's going to be all off. It is. It just is. It's like doing comedy with the lights on or doing stand up during the day or doing stand up comedy outside or anywhere with really high ceilings. Stand up comedy is one of those. Uh, I hate using the word art form because I don't uh, I don't I don't think it is. I think the way there's like a very small percentage of comics that the way they do it, I'm like, that's an art form. And then there's the rest of us where I think we're just running away from a day job. That's the category I'd put me in. Because like, I watch some of the, the greats of all time and I'm like, that's art. And then I look at the stuff I do. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like that's it's it's not bad. And it's funny. It's making people laugh. It's bringing joy. But I don't know if this joke about me being afraid that I have bed bugs uh, classifies as art. But that's besides the point. There's a lot of things that go in to making stand-up comedy work. All right? It's a smaller room with low ceilings and it needs to be dark. 
The seats need to be a little bit uncomfortable. You don't want recliners, all right? You don't want couches. You want people sitting up and attentive. You want to paint the walls black, and you want the only focus of the room to be the stage because you don't need distraction. You don't want distraction. It should look like a movie theater except with low ceilings because there's no big screen. We got a human being up there. There needs to be very limited food. Quiet food, snacking food, if any. My favorite clubs don't serve food. The comedy store here in La Jolla, they have—they recently got a popcorn machine. And that's the only food that they serve. But the rest is all drinks. You want to get dinner? Eat it beforehand. Or after. There's a couple places that have really good dinner, like comedy clubs. But for the most part, you don't want to eat dinner at a comedy club anyway. There's a handful of places that will serve you top-notch food that's probably better than any of the local restaurants anyway. But for the most part, you don't want to eat at a comedy club. Just go over there, get your two drinks like it's a strip club. That also hurts my feelings. But that's all there should be. Small, tight, compact, strangers in anonymity, in the darkness, laughing together at things they probably wouldn't laugh at if people saw their face. That's why I'm worried about them opening the comedy clubs only at a third capacity Everybody spaced out. I don't think it's going to lead to great shows. But I do appreciate the effort. They're trying. We're trying to adapt. We're trying to find different ways. I just, I don't, I don't think it's going to be great. But it might just have to do until this is done. That was almost poetic. It might just have to do until this is done. Put that on a meme with my face next to it. Mm. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm supposed to have, what dates do I have coming up that are, you know, canceled? This past weekend, I was supposed to be in Utah. That, of course, was canceled a while ago. In May, I'm supposed to be in Oregon. I, I still haven't reached out to the venue. I guess I'll reach out in the beginning of May and, and go, it's not happening, right? Like, we can't do it. Um, June... I think the first week of July, I was, I'm supposed to be in Oklahoma City at a comedy club. And that's one of the comedy clubs that's trying to open up in May. And I guess that one's still on, or we're going to try. But I, there's so many things. Like, I don't know how it's going to work. How about some comedians are booked on door deals, which means you get paid a percentage of the tickets sold. Well, now there's only going to be... A third of the tickets that you could have been selling, now you're only selling a third of it, and it's going to really hurt the pay to the point where, like, is it even economically feasible to go? That's another thing. That's a whole other level to this. I, I don't know. I don't know. We're all trying to adapt, and I appreciate the comedy club's effort. Not just for the comedians, but for the staff. The cooks, the waiters, the waitresses... The security staff, the door people, and for the, the community. There's people that are tired of sitting and watching the news, just looking at the, the, the cases rise, the deaths rise, the stock market fall. It's depressing. So I get why they're trying to open it. I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's, uh, I don't think it's going to be that great, but I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. We're all just trying to adjust. That's what I'm doing with this thing. That's why I've become a, I've become a YouTube comedian, <laughs> trying to. Uh, 
I'm trying to. This could be the. This could be it for me. I might not be able to perform in front of live people for quite some time. So I'm just gonna have to look into this camera with the little screen flipped back. So I'm looking at myself instead of like strangers' faces, possibly giggling at an idea I had. I just have to go. I assume this is entertaining, <laughs> and then I have to wait until I post the clip on YouTube. And then read the comments going, this guy's a communist. And you're like, okay, all right. I would have been able to feel that out in the moment had I been in front of a live audience. But I'm just sitting on my couch in my living room. And I'm guessing. I'm talking about what's going on and I'm guessing. I think this is entertaining. I think this is funny. And most of the comments, I should say, are nice. But boy, when you pick... On the conspiracy theorists, they go off. They went off. I, I posted um, with the conspiracy theorists. I posted a couple of videos. The people protesting the virus, which a lot of people said, and I know, I got a lot of comments on that where people go, yeah, yeah, they weren't protesting the virus. They were protesting the lockdown order. I'm like, I, I totally get that. I that's not. I wasn't confused with that. But it's you're protesting the virus. The lockdown order is there because of the virus. And hence, that's what they're protesting. Um, a lot of people got mad at the Florida thing where I was like, you can't stay inside. And I want, I, uh, you know what I want to do? I'm going to apologize to the conspiracy theorists. You people out there that, you know, like all that stuff and you got mad that I don't agree. Let me tell you this, and I mean this genuinely. And I said it in those videos before, but I think it got lost in the, you just heard all the buzzwords you hate, and you were just fur furiously writing your paragraphs, and I don't, maybe you missed it, so I'll repeat it. I want you to be right. I want you to be right, and I want this to all be fake. I want this to be not as bad as they're making it seem, and for it to be just a run on our civil liberties because I want to go back outside and I want to live my life I miss being on stage I want you to be right but there's a big part of me that doesn't think you are that's it that's all I want you to be right I'm on your side in idea in the hope that your idea is correct I just don't think it is and that's where we differ. I'm not against you. I just think you're wrong. And I want you to be right. I don't even know if that was an apology right now. <laughs> but it was meant as one. I almost wanted to say, if you were offended at what I said in the earlier ones, I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm not sorry. Like, I'm not sorry about what I said. I meant what I said. I just don't think it was, like, clear enough. That was a good, like, modern-day apology where you apologize, but you don't. You go, no, 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 you didn't hear me right, so let me clarify. I want you to be right, but I think you're insane. It's essentially what I'm saying. Well, I want to go outside. I want to go to the beach. They're opening up the beaches, but they're, they're changing uh, the rules. So now they're opening up the beaches so you can surf, you can run on the beach, you can walk on the beach, but you can't sit and get sun. You can't throw a football. I got stopped from throwing a football at the park. Emma and I went to the park 
in front of uh, the courthouse down in San Diego by the Bay. There's this really beautiful park over there. And we've gone there before to throw the football. No one's said anything. So we went this time. There's some people exercising. It's a big field. And we went there and we threw the football and this cop came by. And he was very nice about it. He wasn't mean. He was very apologetic. He's like, hey, listen, I know. I'm very sorry. But, yeah, you can walk on the grass. You can run on the grass. But you can't do any stationary activities on the grass. You can't do yoga. You can't throw a football. And he goes, you guys have to go. And I I could tell by the way he said it. He thought it was dumb. And he was, or even if he didn't think he was dumb, he was like very apologetic. He wasn't, he could have been mean about it. You know, he has the authority. He's got a gun. He's got a badge. It's all in his favor. And we're just there like, Ugh. but he was cool about it. But I want the beaches to be open. I like, I like getting some sun. I like laying in the sun, going out for a swim. Coming back, getting some more sun, going back to getting another swim, coming out, build a sandcastle, have some surfer, accidentally step on it, and then we fist fight to the death. That's all I want. It's very simple. Figure it out one day. We'll go back to normal. It's only been, I keep thinking of it. We're adapting, right? We're all adapting. I'm doing these. I got a heavy bag to make up for the boxing classes I don't get to go to anymore. Getting some sun at the park, where I guess it's allowed. We're getting some sun on my concrete patio, which I've done. I did twice last week. It's a little hot, but with a Corona or a White Claw, temperature evens out. And then you get a little buzz going, and you're like, this isn't so bad. So we're making concessions. It's really not that. I mean, I know other people are dealing with this harder than, than I am. I'm very fortunate. And maybe some, uh, a lot of people are even more fortunate than me. But one thing they need to stop doing is they need to stop doing the celebrity vlog-style video where they go, it's going to be all right, man. Just keep staying at home. Like, I watch a lot of TLC because I love 90 Day Fiance. By the way, if you're looking for something to kill time with, they have like 18 different series on 90 Day Fiance. You can watch ugly Americans get swindled by foreigners for citizenship. And, and like I said in my previous video about it, boy, do they deserve that citizenship if they're sleeping with that. Yuck. <laughs> Am I right? I don't know. Uh, it was very, whatever. But for the commercial breaks on TLC Network and on like HGTV, it's like all those guys. I guess it's like it's under the same umbrella. I don't know if it's Viacom or whoever the company is that does Discovery, TLC, HGTV, Oprah's network. Anyway, all those like talking heads, all the reality TV people, all the celebrities that are on those shows do like a vlog style. It's going to be okay. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Keep your chin up. Work on some activities. Enjoy your family. They're doing all this stuff. They're like, stay at home. Enjoy your house. And they're like filming this while in mansions. I'm like, oh, that must be wonderful. You know? You wake up in your master bedroom, you and your you and your uh, significant other have separate sinks and different toilets that the maid comes by to clean. And then you go downstairs to your massive kitchen and your chef whips something up for you and the kids, you know? And then your kids go off to their homeschooling taught by their tutor. And then you go off to your home gym or maybe your, your pottery studio that you have in your house where you can get your artistic expressions out. And then your wife's in the back tending to the rose garden or... Or replanting some herbs 
you know, enjoying herself. Yeah, that must be nice. The rest of us don't have all that. I'm trying to be positive about the things I do have. I have some outdoor space. I got a chiminea. I got a grill. I got a heavy bag. But I got two windows and no AC. It's a little stuffy in here. Can always be better, can it? Can cannot it? Can you know what I mean? Get those celebrities out of there. Get like regular people. Get my friend Dane. My best friend Dane. He lives over there. He's a truck driver for Old Dominion, and he's still out there working, and he misses all the stuff. He's a blue collar guy, you know, and he's been my best friend since we were twelve. Get him on there, going hey. Because he would be blunt about it. Hey, you hey, you moron, stay inside so I can go back to surfing quicker. And he would throw it down. That's what, that's what the world needs right now. We don't need the Property Brothers from HGTV going, Hey, from the mansion. By the way, I don't believe that they're not sleeping uh, with each... I, hearsay. All right? I don't want to get sued for slander, but there's something about those two. Just putting it out there. I don't need the Property Brothers or Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs going, hang in there. No, yeah, it must be nice. It must be. It must be real tough for the Kardashians right now. They never leave home anyway. They're surrounded by paparazzi. So they're just in their compounds with everything they ever need for the next 100 lifetimes. Give me lockdown with the Kardashians. That'd be a fun conversation. I put stuff down. Let's see. I apologize to the conspiracy theorists. Yep. Light bulb shop and did that. Bought a heavy bag. I learned to do a headstand. Uh, Emma got one of those like headstand helpers. She does yoga. And she does those headstands where you like go off your forearms and you put your hands over your head and then you flip your legs up. She's amazing. She's so good at it. And I'm like, I could never do that. I can't even cartwheel. I can't ride a skateboard. I can't do anything like that requires uh, a lot of balance. I can do boxing because I can use both my feet on the ground. So that's enough balance for me to do that activity. But if you take my feet away, I can't do that. One-footed hopscotch? What am I, a seven-year-old? Headstand? I'm sorry, am I on the Olympics for flipping around? No. So... She got this one thing. It's like a stool. It looks like a potty. I posted a video of it on my social media, Zoltan Comedy, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, oh, and Emma is like, hey, give me some more followers. So follow her on Instagram at Emma Basiri. Uh, but yeah, it's like a little chair. And then you do like a headstand on it. And I posted the video of it. And most people were like, I thought it was like a cool thing that I did. But most people were like, you're going to break your neck. You're going to break your neck and fall down that staircase. Because I did it near a staircase. Which I didn't realize how close I was to that staircase until I got 19 comments going, holy guacamole, how close to that staircase are you going to be doing headstands? Because that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. My favorite comment uh, to the video of me doing headstands was this one. Is it under most relevant? Let's see. Yeah, I'm singing. I'm going to find it. Oh, yeah. This is Matthew J. Sibbert on my Facebook page. Under the video, he goes, Looked a little lightheaded coming back up. 
right next to the staircase. Tomorrow's headline, man falls downstairs, dies from complications of COVID-19. Hilarious. Matthew J. Siebert, I've, I read that five times and laughed every time. It has a bunch of likes under it, but it deserves a thousand more. So that's what I've been doing. I've been learning useless pet tricks like doing headstands and whatnot. So I've been doing myself. Oh, we also have the NFL draft. The NFL draft happened, and I gotta be honest with you, I really enjoyed the... This is how they should do the NFL draft from now on. This is how it should be done. It was done... It was a virtual draft. The commissioner was in his office with the... He, like, Skyped in, and he just read the picks, and then they Skyped over to the family's house of them going, Yay, my son's in the NFL. And then they went, they Skyped over to, like, the analyst that went, that's a great pick, that's a horrible pick, he's missing a leg, or whatever they say. And then they go back to the commissioner. It was And it went fast, snappy, snappy. I don't need the way the NFL draft was done before, with a live crowd in a stadium. And then they go, your number one pick is... And then he comes out in an ill-fitting suit. And then hugs the commissioner, who's a villain by all... I think the commissioner of the NFL is the only one everyone unanimously hates in this country. Like, politically, we're divided. But everybody hates Roger Goodell. Even Roger Goodell's like, I could go without myself. Even Roger Goodell's family isn't stoked when he shows up for dinner. They're like, here we go. This is how they should do the draft. Cut all the rah-rah nonsense get to the picks get to the picks the one thing i liked is uh the commissioner read the picks and behind him they would have a screen of like 20 fans that were zooming in or skyping in and heckling the the idea was that they would cheer the picks and you could get the fan reaction but all they would do (laughs) was like heckle the commissioner from there which is a pretty ballsy idea because i'm surprised that all 50 of those little squares with the fans in them didn't just cuss out the commissioner while he was trying to read names that's not how you pronounce it you're a doof deflate gate or you know you yell out all the stuff just i'm surprised they didn't cuss him out because what's the word what are they going to do to you if you did they'd they'd cancel you you know they'd turn you off You'd be banned, but you'd still get the F-bomb in there and tell him what you thought of his mother, you know? That would still slip through, and then you're like, now nah, you can't be in the virtual draft. Oh, boo-hoo. I already told him where to stick it. I'm fine. Loved the NFL draft. Loved it. I watch it every year. I'm a Steelers fan. Lived in Pittsburgh for quite some time growing up. During my formative years, so I'm a big Steelers fan. And I liked our picks this year. We got two players from Maryland, uh, which Maryland's not known as a football powerhouse, but we got two players. And then I read an article that said Mike Tomlin, the head coach's kid, played at Maryland. And I'm like, oh, that's why we got two Maryland players, like back-to-back. I don't think any team in history has ever drafted two Maryland football players in the same draft. I'm not even sure if two Maryland players have ever been drafted overall in any draft, but Mike Tomlin goes to, you know, a few of those games, and like, we gotta get that kid and that kid, and also, I'm not one of those people to, like, nitpick at who they pick, I just thought that was interesting, 
Like, why would we end up with two Maryland football players? Oh, his kid plays there. All right, he watched a lot of those games. He watched a lot of those games. I get it. But I'm also not one of those. One of my favorite things is every pick, uh, you go over to Facebook, and then you just read the comments underneath. Horrible pick. We need a running back. We need a tight end. It's like, dude, there's there are people that are paid handsomely to scout and evaluate these players and then decide what the team needs and who to pick. We're just people that watch the game on Sundays. Drunk, by the way. We're not even sober when we're watching the games and now we're going to analyze who we pick, who they pick. Like, that's what we're going to do? We're going to be not sober watching the games, be critical of the coaching, the play calling, and the players' actions... And then come draft time, we're going to be intoxicated again, and we're going to second-guess sober professionals that are handsomely paid to evaluate these players and go, you got the wrong one. Amazing. Amazing. I'm going to assume the people that are paid to pick players are pretty good at picking players. Call me insane. Call me a whack job. I might be. I think I'm being logical, but... There's no one in here to disagree with me, so I might not be. Love the NFL draft. My favorite is after every pick, they always show like a highlight reel of the player. And every position pretty much has great things to show, except for the offensive line. Every time they draft an offensive lineman, which is a, a crucial position. If you don't have a good offensive line, you're not passing the ball, you're not running the ball, you don't have an offense, all right? But their highlight reels for offensive linemen are non-existent. Like, the only times like that they're even in the shot is when a skill player happens to run in their direction. If the ball is near the offensive lineman, they're in the shot for that moment and that moment alone. So you just, like, every time a lineman gets drafted, there's no highlight reel just, like, cued in on them. Watch them with this great pass blocking. Look at his footwork on that pull as he was as they ran a sweep to the left look at him getting around that corner they don't have it locked in on the player they have it locked in on the ball and the ball carrier the skilled position so watching these like o-lineman highlight reels is like watching like a background actor showing like the scenes he was in he's like hey that's you see me that's me in the corner ah, ah you missed it you did you see me there for a second i was doing the I did the thing, and then, now, nah, the, no, before that, before Denzel walked into the scene, damn it, that's what it's like, like, they don't have, like, highlight reels of their own, they're just, they're, 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 they're stuck, they don't have, poor guys, poor guys, they should sue, that's what they should do, they have, like, a million cameras, on a football field, you can't zoom in on a couple linemen. Like, you know you're going to put these highlight reel packages together for, for an April draft. So how about next time fall comes around and football's happening, zoom in on a lineman or two. What else did I have down here? Oh, uh, I wish, I thought this was made up, but apparently it's real. Missouri and some other states sue uh, are suing China in a court of law. I guess there's a world court of law that you can sue in, I'm assuming. I don't know. Is this... Oh, good. It's still recording. I had to check. The screensaver came on. If this wasn't recording, then that means I'm talking to myself for absolutely no reason. Which I do anyway, but 
right now I'm trying it for it to be a purpose. Um, Missouri is suing China. That's what I'm getting to. Missouri, the state uh, that China doesn't know about, is being sued for the coronavirus, which I don't think you can do. I didn't know, or maybe you can. I don't know how the law works. All right? I don't know. I've never been in the law. I've never sued anyone. I've never been sued. I've threatened to sue people, but those were fake threats. All right? If you have ever been threatened with a lawsuit by me, I don't know what I'm doing. I got a couple friends that are lawyers that I may have, may have called later and be like, hey, can I sue someone for taking my parking spot at a Trader Joe's? And they're like, no. And I was like, all right. Because I, I threatened them a couple times. I tried, you know? I don't know anything about lawsuits, but I'm pretty sure you can't sue... I'm Not just Missouri. I don't think I could sue China. I don't think. Who did... You just put China as the... Who are you suing, sir? China. Who's... Do, do they have a last name? No, no, no. The country. And what are you expecting to get? I, I don't know. Just pay me off or give me some of the wall. Give me some of that great wall and we'll call it an even. Like, what are you suing for? I don't think this... This isn't how it works. This is like if I tried to sue the country of Nigeria because I got scammed by, like, a Nigerian prince on, on through a Yahoo email where I sent him $10,000 so he could cash a million-dollar check that he said I could get a lot of. I don't think... I, I might be wrong. Once again, I'm not a law student. I've watched a lot under SVU, but those are special victims units. That's not... That's a different type of law. You know, if it was a sexual assault case, I'd have some knowledge. I'd have some insight. I'd have some know-how. I'd be like, do we have DNA? Perfect, we got a case. But this is this is corporate law. This is international foreign law. I don't know how this works. I'm pretty sure you can't sue China as the state of Missouri. Or the state of Florida. Or the state of California. Or the state of Washington. Any of the states. I don't, I don't know what court would they fight that in. We have to go to space? Go fight it on a space? I don't, what? I mean, like, where do you even send the lawsuit? The who? How do you send this subpoena? You're going to just send it to China? Just like a child's envelope, like a, a letter to Santa that just says your name, Zoltan? And then who's it going to? Santa? How many stamps to send this to Santa? I bet you that's where these lawsuits are ending up. The, the Missouri's lawsuit of China is ending up wherever the hell all of our letters to Santa went. In the trash can closest to mom's bed. That's where it's at. I don't... I, I, once again, this is just like my apology to the conspiracy theorists. I hope Missouri's right. I hope you can sue China. Sue them. I don't know what good it would do, but I, I hope you can. But I don't think you can. I hope you can, but I'm pretty sure you can't. I'm pretty sure that this is just like, even if this is like a, a like a political move, like, hey, our governor's cool because he sued this thing. Is it? Like, even if it was someone I voted for, I'm like, oh, that guy, that guy's kind of dumb. It's kind of a dumb move. Like, what are you, what are you getting out of this? China. I don't know what else I have here. Dark Side of the Ring. All right, I'm going to give you guys some things to watch. You guys got to go watch Dark Side of the Ring. 
All right, Dark Side of the Ring on Vice Network. They got a new episode, especially this episode. Because this episode helps epitomize why I'm not as big of a fan of professional wrestling today as I was back in the day. Back in the day, I felt like these wrestlers believed who they were. I felt that Hulk Hogan believed he had 24-inch pythons that could rip anyone's face off. I felt that Macho Man was insane. I felt that the Ultimate Warrior was even more insane. I felt that Jake the Snake Roberts was uh, a sociopath, a murderer. Like, I, I believed that. Like, I believed them because they believed in themselves. And another thing they did was they protected the business. And what I mean by that is if you called wrestling fake, they'd slap you around. These big muscular guys wouldn't just go, well, that's just your opinion, man. Or, well, we are entertainment, you know, we, we're for children. They wouldn't do that. They would smack you around, and that's what David Schultz did in the 80s with John Stossel. John Stossel was working for, like, ABC News or NBC, one of the news stations, and he was doing a piece on wrestling. And now, this was at a time in the 80s where everyone knew wrestling was fake, but he was asking the wrestling wrestlers themselves in a very condescending way. So he goes up. There's a clip of this that I retweeted on my Twitter, at Zoltan Comedy. Uh, you can go check it out, but you can YouTube it. It's fine. David Schultz uh, is being interviewed by John Stossel, and he goes, uh, he goes, well, let me ask you the standard question. And David Schultz is like, standard question. And John's like, I think all of this is fake. And David goes, oh, you think it's fake? Is this fake? And then he just smacks him. And John, and John Stossel is a minute individual in comparison to David Schultz. And just open hand, pop, knocks him to the ground. He goes, is that fake? Huh? And then he gets up and he slaps him again. He goes, what's the matter with you? That's just an open hand slap. You said what I do is fake. And the guy ran off with his little 1980s sports coat with his tie flapping in the breeze. That's all you saw. You just saw John Stossel running. His cameraman didn't even follow him. His cameraman's like, I don't even know that guy. I was shooting something else. John Stossel, tail between his legs, just his necktie flapping in the breeze, just hauling ass trying to get out of that uh, at that locker room or wherever this happened. Go watch that. So the story is the whole, that situation, which from my uh, naive understanding, I've heard some stories that Vince McMahon put him up to that. Vince McMahon was cool with having to fire this wrestler. And he told him, he goes, hey, there's a reporter out there, and he's really speaking ill of the business. I want you to set him straight. And apparently that's why David Schultz went out there, was so aggressive, and when that guy said fake, he just smacked the hell out of him. And then, because later, Vince McMahon fired him for that. So maybe he was, like, looking to get rid of him, but still wanted some, you know, pretty badass publicity of this, like, smarmy reporter getting you know getting slapped around some go watch dark side of the ring i believe the entire first season is on hulu and uh if you're not into pro wrestling but still like sports go watch the last dance last dance on espn there's a lot to watch waco on netflix go watch waco on netflix it's about a cult all right all right i don't know why that was so aggressive there but that's how that came off um yeah, yeah. watch the last, uh, episode three of The Last Dance. Episode three and four. Dennis Rodman. D 
Dennis Rodman was my favorite player growing up as a kid. Because he was the only player that all he would do was rebound and play defense. And as a chubby kid, I'm like, well, I can't score like Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen. I can't shoot the three I can't shoot a three pointer like Steve Kerr. But maybe I can like catch all the missed shots from these dopey kids on my team, like Dennis Rodman. Maybe I can try to play defense like Dennis Rodman. So I loved Dennis Rodman, and he was flamboyant. He was a character, man. He had weird hair. He had piercings. He had tattoos. He didn't care. He wore a wedding dress in the 90s. If you thought people weren't expect, like accepting of, of uh, like uh, transgender people today, I, I, newsflash, it wasn't that much better 20 years ago, 30 years ago wasn't good and he went out there he was just himself and he was a great defender great great rebounder he would have like 20 rebounds and zero points he didn't care about scoring he was like the anti-hero he's just so cool he was my favorite player i had a pair of dennis rodman uh sneakers the converse ones i had a pair of those i loved michael jordan michael jordan was amazing but i knew i could never be michael jordan but for some reason in my chubby little brain, I thought I could be Dennis Rodman. Yeah, for some reason, I thought I could be a 6'8", power forward, f- freak of an athlete. But I was trying to relate. I loved the 90s Bulls, and I was trying to relate to one of the players. You would have thought maybe I went with like a Steve Kerr, but I didn't have a jump shot. Or maybe a Bill Wennington, who was essentially useless, but he was 7 feet tall. I wasn't going to be that guy. But then I was like, Dennis Rodman. He doesn't care about scoring. He just wants to grab the ball and pass it to his teammates and play defense. I want to prevent the other team from scoring on my team. It seems so selfless. And he would dive into the stands and save the ball, do a bunch of stuff. I don't know. I love Dennis Rodman. Then he also got into pro wrestling. He wrestled Carl Malone. He wrestled with Hulk Hogan against Diamond Dallas. It was beautiful. It was like... It was such a dream to be a kid in that era in the 90s when you were like a big fan of basketball and a big fan of wrestling and you would see them blend together. And you're like, this is Disneyland uh, in my living room. Watching it on TV, it was beautiful. I love The Last Dance. I love the documentary series. I love it. There's like nine or ten episodes and we're only four. There's a, They've only aired four of them. Even if you're not a sports fan, it's just cool to watch Michael Jordan cuss like is Michael Jordan the ultimate he's the ultimate every parent was like you can be a fan of Michael Jordan you can be a fan of Michael Jordan all the other athletes people were iffy about you know especially baseball players at the time they're like Mark McGuire like that guy's on steroids you know all the pro wrestlers you're like that guy got busted for cocaine but Michael Jordan was a class act all the way he'd win if he, lo- if he lost, he would shake your hand. He was in Space Jam movies hanging out with Bugs Bunny, for God's sakes. Like, people love him. But it's funny to, like, in this, in this documentary series, he's sitting there with, like, a cigar on a little table with a little thing of whiskey. And he's just, he's cussing. He goes, why in the hell would I want to pass the ball to Bill Cartwright? Just I, trashing his t- I loved it. It was, it was beautiful. As an adult, growing up as a kid and idolizing the 90s Bulls and then getting to watch them talk candidly about that era is, I might be wrong, but I think it's entertaining even if you're not a sports fan. Give it a try. What have you got to lose? You got nothing but time on your hands.
kill some of it and go watch The Last Dance, even if you're not a sports fan. Or you can go watch Waco on Netflix. I'm still not done with that. I'll give a full review on Waco when I'm actually done with it. I think I have like two more episodes. What else did I have left? I think that's it. I think what I want to do now is read the names of the cat people or the people that have uh, that are members of my uh, of my YouTube program at the cat person level. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, let me break it down. Uh, I started, it's like Patreon. So I started a membership program within my YouTube channel. It's an add-on. It's something you can pay for. There's three different levels. There's the cream cheese lady level, which is only $2 a month. And for that, uh, when I post these clips or post stand-up clips, you get to see them before I make them live. I usually put up them up there for at least a day, but usually a couple days before I make them public. So you get, you know, first access. And you're pretty much saying I'm supporting it, you know? I'm into what you do. Here's a couple bucks. A month. It's a monthly fee. Cancel anytime. God, I'm such a salesman. Uh, and then the next level is the This Week in Zoltan level, uh, which is $4.99 a month. And for that, you get full episodes of the podcast, uh, as well as all the uh, all the perks from level one. And then the final level is the Cat Person level, which you get full episodes of the podcast, all the uh, you know all the clips early. And uh, and then on top of that, we're going to be doing a live, which I'm doing today on Monday. i got to set up a time to do a live with my cat person people. And then also you get a shout-out on the podcast, which I'm about to do right now. The cat person level is $9.99 a month. Thank you very much for the people that have already signed up. We have like 20-something subscribers overall. Um, and I haven't even like done a full pitch to get people to sign up yet. I just put up one video on YouTube and lightly mentioned it. Uh, this is the week, because I wasn't sure of how it was going to go, or like how the process is, so I didn't want a bunch of people signing up, and then me not being able to deliver on everything I want to do. But so far, everything seems very doable. So this week, I'm going to be doing the full, like letting everybody know, pitching it on Facebook, Instagram, my emailing list, the website, everything, letting people know about this membership program. But I want to thank the cat people or the cat person level people that have signed up. I got their names right here. Uh, we have uh, Ema Catherine Maya. Uh, that's a beautiful name. Thank you for having all three, by the way. And thank you for signing up at the Ema Catherine Maya. Uh, Tat P is another cat person level. Uh, I don't know if that's your full name or if you're in witness protection. Uh, if you want to send me your full name, go for it. But it's Tat P. Alan Nugent, Jonathan Kinsey, who's been a supporter for a while. He's there under his wife's name, but I got you, buddy. Uh, someone whose name I don't have, but their handle is Coastal805. Thank you, Coastal805. Just gave you the shaka. I can't stop doing this. I'm the worst. Uh, Samori Augusto. Beautiful name. Samori Augusto. You sound like an actor from the 40s. And in a remake of Casablanca, Samori Augusto. That is perfect. Uh, Ilea Jungworth and Danny Cox. I hope I pronounced Ilea Jungworth right. You gave me the phonetic spelling, Ilea. So I got that, but Jungworth, I, I think I got that right. And Danny Cox, if I didn't pronounce that right, I'm quitting. I quit. And I won't read these again if I, if it's actually, it's actually Danny Cooks. That's the way it's pronounced. Uh, but anyway, thank you guys for being on the cat person level. We're going to end this, and I'm going to do a song of the week for the people not on YouTube, because I think if I put 
un, like copywritten music on YouTube, I uh, they execute me or something. It's not good. So I'm going to end this here for the video. All right. And then now let's do a song of the week. Let's get it going. Huh? Pump up the jams. Pump it up. Here we go. Uh, I know I've played this song on the song of the week before, but it just popped back into my head because a friend of mine, Chase Brockett, did a cover of this on the acoustic guitar on Instagram. And I listened to his version like three times. I would play his version, but I can't find it. So instead, I'm going to play the official version. Uh, it's uh, Ellie Goulding, Lights. I know, this song came out 10 years ago, but I've been thumping it. I've been thumping it in my lockdown like it's a brand new song. I hope you guys are doing well, living life. And uh, I can't wait for things to get back to work normal. But until then, here's an uplifting tune by Ellie Goulding, Lights. Oh
Have a great week.